Initiating startup sequence. You're listening to the Loud and Queer podcast, Australia's only national radio show by and for queer youth. Episode 24 on that of Land Queer on Sin Nation. Our very last episode for the season, actually. Whoa. Can't Yay. believe it. Yeah, it feels like yesterday that I was here for my very first episode, actually. Yay. So, like, it's gone really quickly. I know. Yeah. God, season one feels like a lifetime ago. Yes, and in my All particular right. case, I was, it wasn't my 20s the last for that episode. So, <laughs> yep. But anyway, let's move on to our first. Uh, festive stuff. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, first off, got some news stories, more news stories, because last week was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it's nice to do a little quick ripper, uh, whip around of all the news happening in our queer world. So it's, yeah, that'll be our first segment today. And then we'll be having a chat about what we're most proud of in our queer little lives <laughs> a little bit later on in the show. And then, of course, we'll be frothing later on in the show. Might be a bit of uh, sobbing as well, because it is our last show, which is very, very sad. But mm. it's been a great experience being here on Loud and Queer. So, yeah. How about we throw to our first song to get the good vibes going? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should probably introduce ourselves. Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's too late. It's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, very quickly, uh, my name is Marcy. I'm 20. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm pansexual. Sick. I'm Danny, I'm 22, I'm bisexual, and I use he, him pronouns. Yeah. Hey, I'm Evie, I'm 24, I'm transfeminine and bisexual, I use she, hers, or they, theirs pronouns. And yeah, we're going to throw to a song right now. This is The Big Big Beat by Azalea Banks, and you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. And that was The Big Big Beat by Azealia Banks here on Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. You're here with Danny, Mars and Eve. Um, So, yeah, this is our season finale for season two, which is um, kind of exciting but very sad as well. Um, Please feel free to hit us up on our Twitter, at SinLoud, S-Y-N-L-O-U-D. Just, I don't know, hit us up, especially if you're from elsewhere than just Melbourne, because we love to know that we have listeners all around Australia, because we broadcast nationally. Um, you can also join our Facebook group on the Sin Nation Land Queer Community Cafeteria, where we share a lot of cool content, um, and you know you can learn some cool stuff. But anyway, right now we're going to do a bit of a whip around of some queer news, and I think Mars is going to start it off for us. Well, yes. Uh, so something I found like that's pretty interesting is that first off, there was a place uh, that was for like how, like like health and stuff, known as Victorian AIDS Council, that was established uh, quite a bit ago, and recently it had the 31st uh, birthday, anniversary, but they've been officially rebranded now as the Thorn Harbour Health in order in honour of the of some of the people who helped establish that in the first place. So it's more, it's also in regards to how it's more inclusive of, say, across the broader uh the queer community, across the broad queer community, and in terms of like things like of mental health and other things that may be affecting uh, us and yes, anyone who also identifies as queer. So, cool. Yes, yeah. that is really interesting. Like, um, I, I guess change of name also makes sense, just in terms of. I definitely made the assumption 
when I first heard about the Victorian AIDS Council that they were a group that exclusively dealt with HIV and AIDS and, you know, very quickly learned, oh, hey, you do a bunch of work with the LGBTI community, you do lots of work with sex workers, you do lots of work with lots of other disadvantaged communities and, yeah, that's something where it is cool to see, hey, you've got a you know, changing your name in a way that it's kind of, hey, we do lots. And, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just something that's, like, really cool to see. Like, and uh, the fact that it's all about, like, like healthcare and, like, especially for, like, like marginalised communities in within the queer community and, like, just dealing with that is, like, because healthcare can be a bit iffy among our communities. So, uh it is just nice to see that result, like the anniversary of this place that tries to do its best for like for for quick people so uh, like ourselves so yeah. yeah all right um this week i was going to just kind of explain a bit of news so last weekend there was london pride which is yeah obviously big pride march in london and it was yeah, kind of had something which has kind of happened at a few Pride and similar kind of events in a few different places now where the march was kind of taken over and ended up being led by a group of, like, uh, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just going to say transphobes, but, yeah, they are trans-exclusionary kind of radical feminist group who basically you know, took over the march to protest trans people. I'm not going to go too much into it because I don't give, want to give a platform to their ideas, but mm. what I actually mm. wanted to talk about was I've been very impressed with the response to this, um, mainly because because this group was... You know, acting under the pretext of protecting lesbians, a lot of cis lesbian groups and broader lesbian groups have come out and made very explicit statements saying this isn't okay, this isn't like what lesbianism is, this isn't great for the LGBTI community. London Pride has actually addressed the you know, what's happened and said like we didn't do well with this and we need to be more proactive about it and a bunch of other pride organizations have actually formalized what's kind of been an ongoing issue that there was very loud transphobic voices who were getting themselves presences within pride marches and the fact that organizations had you know predominantly kind of downplayed it or tried to ignore it and no we've actually had a lot of groups now come out and be like we don't want this to ever happen again and here's the steps we're taking to improve this and yeah it's it was just a reaction where i was very oh i'm very glad to see this is happening yeah well, yeah like for there to be such a mature reaction to such a potentially volatile thing well that's a very good thing to see, like, just... Yeah, yeah. and when I first saw what had happened, I felt, you know, kind of a, oh, yeah, this isn't great, this isn't something I like to hear about. And, yeah, it has been very nice to see a response that is a bit more outspoken and a bit more supportive. Definitely. Yeah, that's really good to see. Yeah. yeah. The story that I 
found more a bit more of a light-hearted one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, there's a local um, Melbourne-based uh, designer, amateur designer, who's um, in this competition, this crowdsourcing um, competition for Lego, and he wants to try and get um, a Lego set of, you know, the sitcom Will and Grace, <laughs> the funny queer uh, sitcom. And I just, when I read it, I thought it was pretty funky because, you know, there's a bit of a stigma of Lego being a thing that, you know, only young boys play with yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, definitely a company with a history being very strongly gendered, particularly yeah. recently. Yeah. And so I just thought it's kind of, it's just interesting to see to see this happening. I'm just wondering um, who's... Um, if we're just going to see a lot of sort of middle-aged gay men buying it or, like, who's going to be sort of... <laughs> Ultimately, it's something... The Lego ideas process, like, yeah, everything still ultimately gets vetted by Lego. And I'm just like... Yeah. Honestly, if it does meet, like, the quota where Lego actually say, oh, yeah, we're going to go assess whether or not this is something we can do... Yeah. I don't think it'll happen but then again they did make a big bang theory set so i'm not, oh, I'm not going to write Ooh. off the possibility yeah <laughs> so maybe possible then yeah like, i feel like there's probably like a lot of hardcore fans because like the show came back and everything so there's probably a fair few hardcore fans for it and um who would maybe want to buy it but like um i know like will and grace it's not it's sometimes a little bit problematic in terms of its content but um, I guess it is one of those shows that was sort of a bit of a catalyst to a lot of other queer representation, sort of in, I guess, in TV in particular. Um, uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see that if in future years things like Lego or um, maybe just sort of, especially at sort of a um, childhood period, sort of very gendered things, if we sort of see a bit more of a more open-minded sort of approach to these things or if... Um, the very sort of gendered childhood ah uh, yeah kind yeah. of yeah like like just it'll be great to see like future ch- people like future like children like childs and that just experiment just be like really fluid and that not really matter about any labels or anything like that and just just have fun you know yeah like yeah just be children just be yourselves so yeah exactly yeah. I, i'm kind of wondering if we're gonna get a whole run of um yeah just t- turn into a run of lego sitcom sets yeah, yeah. Like the, the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> the little Betty White just hanging out. <laughs> That'd be actually pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, that's just our little, um, all of our news that we sort of found during this week. I think we're going to throw to um, some songs now. We've got some local acts um, coming up now. There are a couple of artists that we've already played here on Loud and Queer, but they're absolutely killer uh, uh, well, they're both rappers, actually. Um, Kayla Truth Ooh. and Sophie, Sophie Grophy. They're both awesome, make awesome music. Um, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation with Eve, Mars, and Danny. And we're going to start off with Wave by Kayla Truth. Hey, that was Fast Life by Sophie Grophy. And you're listening to Loud, Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. <laughs> uh, right now, we're going to be talking about moments that... Yeah, we've been at our most proud, and I know that's something that's kind of hard to quantify. It definitely was for me, mm. but it is something that's kind of interesting to reflect on, especially like as like queer people. Yeah, you know, how that kind of intersects is interesting. I had a very long think to decide what I actually wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, um, well, I mean, like, going off what you were saying just then, so, like, my one is I did an exchange to France when I was 16, back in high school, and because I had trouble thinking of what, like, on my most proud 
moment. But I feel like for me, this experience was sort of a bit of a, um, a starting point in terms of kind of building confidence and things. I feel like maybe yeah. you have the same sort of feels. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So like I chose this because when I was um, 15, I got my first um, like casual job and I worked super, super hard for maybe a year and a half to save money to do this exchange. And I ended up going away for six months in the second half of year 10 when I was 16. I was a pretty quiet, shy person. So going to another country and having to learn... And, like, I had done French at school and everything, but being in the actual country is very, very different. Um, so for me, it was just a very, very, um, I guess, formative experience where I landed there and I lived with a host family and everything, but I had to start at a new school, make new friends... I had to learn how to live with a new family. All very, you know, yeah, that kind of confronting almost things. I had a, a little host brother who I grew up with three older siblings. So very different situation. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like for me it was just sort of a bit of a starting point in terms of building some more independence and confidence. And I think, um, yeah, it just kind of got the ball rolling for sort of the years that followed that um, and sort of... I guess, yeah, just built my confidence yeah. as a person. Well, yeah. Did you, like, did you, like, you and France, right? Like, like did you know, know how to speak French, like, that well, or was it...? I spoke relatively well once I arrived, because I had done about three, four years at school. Yeah. Oh, um, but then, yeah, and it was kind of getting thrown in the deep end. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. You're just, like, you have, you have to fend for yourself. It's a bit like the Hunger Games for language yeah. learning. You're just kind of thrown <laughs> in the deep end. And then it's kind of a weird experience if anyone has done an exchange before. And then the, the months that follow, you look back and it's kind of you've almost transformed sort of thing. It's a very kind of freaky sort of experience. Yeah. Um, like I, I know I'm very lucky. Um, although I paid for the large majority of it, I'm still very lucky to be able to to have done that and to have had a be in a position to have had a job when I was 15 and everything. So I know yeah. it's a very privileged thing to be to be able to have done, but um yeah, I think it was still a, a, I guess a struggle and a a tough um thing to do, but um yeah, it's, yeah. it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um what about uh who wants to go next? Who's, <laughs> uh, I guess I can go next. Yeah. Um so uh I guess one of my proudest moments, it's more like one of my proudest moments that catalyzes a lot of other proud moments in my life. So, like, uh, that was that would probably be me in, like, game one, my very first, like, being in a production and high, like, my very first produ- productions in actual high school. And, like, for context, this was back in, like, year nine for me, and, like, back then I was, like, one of the most quiet, socially awkward individuals you probably ever meet. <laughs> Pretty much the opposite of what you're hearing right now on air, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, I barely did anything at, high, like, school other than, like, like you know, school stuff, like, just like, educational stuff, and, like, um, I didn't really... I had friends, but, like, I didn't really interact with anyone outside of school, and, like, I didn't really, like, have anyone that close. Until that year nine, like, until year nine where I was got into this production that, like, and the, I, the title of that production was How to See in High School Without Really Trying. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that, that was, it was, the way it was, it's like there's all these, like, little scenes of, like, like certain challenges in, in, like, school, like, getting to class on time or, like, 
like name on a on a like like getting your name ticked off or all these subjects like chemistry or like like math or uh, food tech or any of the other subjects I, and then, uh, so through all of that I met not only did I meet one of my very uh, best friends ever who actually you had probably heard last week or Emily so that that oh that, cool yeah yeah that's that's where I, that's actually the first time I ever met her so uh. Yeah, I also met a couple other, quite a few other people there, got closer with some people that were in there as well, and I silly got out of my, well, my, the first out of many, many shells I had to get out of, that I got out of between then and right now. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I even wrote one of my, a scene for that, 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 like, that production, because it was like, it was like, you could add scenes in there, and I added music, and I just play around certain ideas, like, how to play an instrument when you can't actually play an instrument. <laughs> That's so cool. I was never brave enough to do musicals at school. Did you ever do it, Evie? Oh, uh, no. I always found... Oh, my high school it was actually reasonably like popular and it was very clicky. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And it was very... Uh, I don't want to be around this group of people for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> for an extended period of time. Yeah, no, fair call. <laughs> um, definitely considered it a few times. Um, but anyway, the thing that I wanted to talk about is also musical. But, you know, kind of one of the moments I kind of came to where I was like, yep, this is something I want to talk about is definitely the first time I played a gig after I came out. Because yeah, when I first came out as like trans I was uh, I guess very fearful like I was just like I don't know how people are going to understand me how people are going to like you know interact with me how people are going to take this um I kind of you know was very very like awkward about it and the first like yeah the first people I came out to were you know one of my partners at the time and Jay who was in the studio (laughs) our producer (laughs) (laughs) and then after that my bandmates who were kind of intimidating because it was big group cis dudes got to come out (laughs) from a big group of cis dudes and they were really super accepting and gave me a lot of confidence to can I can I just tell the story of that real quick? So yes. this is Jay, uh, loud and queer producer, just dropping in for a second. Um, I'm 24 years old now, and uh, I was Evie's best friend at the time, yeah. maybe. And she came over to my house, and she was like, "Hey, I have some really really big news, and I'm going to tell you." when I get to your house and we're at my kitchen table and I'm like, what is the news? Come on, tell me. And, and she was like, I'm transitioning. And I just went, to what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I had no idea. There's lots of different kinds of trans persons. So yeah. it, was, it, was, it was inscrutable. And then I don't remember what happened after that because yes. that's the funny bit. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Marcy, you can have your mic back now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, like I had this big kind of build up where I was very intimidated by the idea of playing a gig, which was something I'd been doing once or twice a month at a minimum for a good year and a half beforehand. After I'd first come out where it was like, I want to present how I want to present. I want to be open about this. And yeah, that first gig was just a very rewarding experience and it was super intimidating. And I went and had some, yeah, really affirming 
stuff and really nice conversations and generally felt a whole lot better about things and a lot more confident in myself as a result of that. Awesome. As soon as you hit the stage at the gig, did you just sort of feel like... How did you feel? Were you anxious while you were on stage? Was it not? Not so I was on stage. It was just back to this is this this is gig. This is how I play a gig. Sick. Like that's something. It's definitely a very unique mindset where it's just that oh, I'm spending literally all of my brain power focusing on what else is going on, and then like I don't. I've definitely heard a few musicians kind of discuss this where you'll have like this kind of running thing in the back of your mind when you're playing that's usually got absolutely nothing to do with anything in that situation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's the I'm performing and listening to everybody else on stage so I can stay in time and I can tell what's happening. I can make sure that nobody's you know, mess something up and we've got to hold back or you know you've got a lot going on and then in the back of your head it'll just be like i should cook some pasta tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> pasta is delicious like that's about the level of thought it's no more complex than that yeah actually i know what you mean like i play piano and that happens to me as well like i always have to force myself to focus when i'm playing piano yeah my mind just wanders it's like yeah it's bizarre yes. Yes, and that's me with flute in a band. If I wander off in a tangent, even like five seconds, I just, I just get out of time and run now. So I can't play in time. Yeah, and, just... and like I'm not in the band, so like if mm. I'm like in my mind wander, like whatever, I just stuff up. But like, yeah, if you're on it's stage. definitely something where you, you kind of almost get to a point where you, that that's an important part of it. Yeah, it's like if I if I'm on stage, I'm trying 100% to focus exclusively on the music and nothing else. My brain is just gonna end up going, hey. I wonder when Crow put those strings on his bass. <laughs> They're really nice. Hey, that guy over there's wearing a funny hat. Yeah, where it's just like, that's actually more distracting because I'm looking around the room. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, no, I'd much rather, yeah, you kind of end up embracing it. Oh, it's yeah. been a cute little segment, guys. I love hearing when people, like, I love when people feel empowered and, you know, celebrate their wins. It's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, I feel really good now and I hope everyone else does. Like, Warm and fuzzies. Yeah. Warm and fuzzies. <laughs> um, we're going to throw to a song now. You're listening to Loud and Crown's Nation Mask. I think this is a song that you've been wanting to play yes, for a I've while. Yes, I've been meaning to play for the entire season. This is Titanium by David Guetta featuring Sia, my favourite artist, my very first Sia song. You're listening to Loud and Queer and Sin Nation. <laughs> you shot a well, that was just one day at a time of bliss. Thanks, Claire. You're listening to Loud Queer on Sin Nation, and this is our last frothing not for this season. Oh, don't say that. It's too sad. <laughs> I'm not frothing that this is our last frothing not. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, relatable. But, uh, yes, uh, so I... Since I was the one who just back announced I'm going to be the one doing the froth because I just... I'm frothing over so much stuff this week. Like, I'm... Honestly, other stuff I thought I would not be frothing about. Like, for instance, uni results came back for this week. Second round offers came back for me because I want to transfer to Melbourne Uni. They both actually ended up pretty good. That's my cool. result, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, my results were pretty good. I got an offer to Melbourne Uni, which is great. Yay. And I've been I've been inducted in like two shows so far, and like two new shows for next season, and it's grand. So congratulations. Like, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Master's just got the biggest smile on their face right now. <laughs> That's very cute. <laughs> that's so cool. I'll see you around campus at Melbourne. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. Yes. Uh, now for that induction on the Tuesday. Everything's so, happening in your world. Oh, really? 
That I'm not used to that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what are the two shows that you're doing? Ah, uh, so the hoist, which actually my very first episode Sick. is tomorrow. Hey, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll yes. be putting that on at work. Yeah, <laughs> get around it. The hoist is always a good. Listen. Yes, and the other one is uh, actually there's actually two more shows I'm on, but uh, it gets complicated because our uh, first stop on Thursday I'm on Get Serial. Hey. Yes, which is lovely and all, but the. I've had a lot of stresses of actually trying to make a plan to actually get there, so probably be a bit more behind the scenes of that one. Okay. Yes, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> but uh, this afternoon, but that afternoon, a seventeen hundred. Yes. Wow, yes. you're doing everything. That's what? so yeah. cool. So much. That's so much stuff. Yes. What out? I like being busy, so. Mars <laughs> yeah. now runs sin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you frothing this week, Eve? Um. This week, I'm frothing, uh, for the first time in quite a while, I'm kind of in a situation where I'm like, oh, I can, like, plan for the future and, like, feel confident about things and feel like, you know, like, I've definitely felt in the past, like, oh, that'd be nice. I'm not going to think about how I could possibly do that because I've got no idea. Now, now I'm actually just like, oh, yeah, so if I do this thing, then, you know, save up for this, and then go do this, it's just like, you know, I'm actually kind of in a place at the moment where I'm like, oh, I'm thinking things more than a couple of weeks in advance, and it's quite relieving. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. like, having a job's definitely helping that, and also having a job where I'm like, cool, I actually want to do this for a while. Like, I've definitely had a lot of jobs where it's like, oh, I can do this for six months. Yeah. And then that's about it. Like, whereas this, I'm like, I'm really enjoying doing this, and learning a lot, and building up my confidence for different things. And, like, it's it's a relief. It's something that makes you go, oh, sweet. I can go forward through things. And, you know, it's, it's a nice feeling. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I'm happy for both of you. That's so exciting. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're capturing a lot of what I'm feeling right now actually as well like yeah. there's no there's very little uncertainty in my life right now and it feels great yeah <laughs> we're, we're all ending on a positive note yeah nice way yeah. to end off this end off the season um my froth this week is my eldest brother has just come home from living overseas for about three years wow Ooh. yeah so it's really really exciting to have him back um and on saturday so yesterday he just had a little barbecue um, with a lot of his Melbourne friends came over and just a really sort of nice nice afternoon. I had to go to work afterwards, unfortunately, so I went to work with a massive food coma, but that's oh. all right. <laughs> and I'm a waiter, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, but it's really, really nice to have him back. Um, and, like, he's a really, um, I would say, a strong queer ally as well, which is really cool. He's mm. two of his best friends were actually, I think they were either the first or one of the first um, couples to get married in Tasmania after um, the same-sex marriage um, law change. And yeah. he actually, he's not a certified celebrant, but he actually sort of emceed the wedding. Yeah. Which was, like, oh. very beautiful. I remember just looking at the photos, and it looked like just like the happiest day. Um, yeah, and he had, like, glitter in his beard and everything. It was pretty <laughs> cute. Yeah. Um, oh but, yeah, it's nice to have him back. Um, the whole family's back in Melbourne, which is, which is <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so yeah. all the good uh, vibes are flowing here at Loud and Queer for this week. Nice way to top off the season, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we might throw to another song, and then yeah. we're very sadly going to have to say our last goodbyes. This 
Yeah. <laughs> this is a song that I am currently wearing the shirt of. Uh, <laughs> I just noticed that as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a band called Leftover Crack. They're one of my favourite bands. Uh, you'll probably notice why, given how I've described my music taste on the show before. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a song called Gay Rude Boys Unite. You're listening to Sin Nation. Yeah, yeah, go for it. That was uh, Gay Rude Boys Unite by Leftover Crack. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. We're just letting the end of the song play through there. <laughs> um, yeah, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. And this is basically the sort of end of season two, I guess. So I guess I just wanted to take the opportunity to say a massive thank you to everyone, to Jay, to Mars, and to Eve. I love you all. It's been mm. awesome working with you and to all my season one presenters as well. Um, Lisa, Rob, Christian and all the guests we've had all, um, throughout my time at Loud and Queer. It's been an awesome experience. I'm very proud to be queer. And yeah, make sure you tune in for season three and four of Loud and Queer because it is going to be epic. And yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's this has been... An amazing thing to be involved in. And yeah, it's helped me build the confidence that, yeah, it's helped me build confidence in a space that I've never really had confidence before. It's like, yeah, I can talk and listen to my own voice and, <laughs> you know, feel like I've got something to say and, yeah, place to do that. And it's been amazing. <laughs> yeah well uh this is actually well my very first show and yeah when i first started uh if anyone had listened that far back season two i was probably uh even back then i was probably pretty different to where i'm like like now in terms of being on the radio like confidence and all that stuff and like i have all of you to thank for that and yeah like this is like, I've discovered as well, this is actually another passion I can add to my list of passions, which is growing longer every single day that I live. So like, it is wonderful. Like, and now I've got all these projects ahead of me, like all these passions and opportunities. And like, my future looks really fun. Like for me anyway, but like everyone was like, I, I feel so glad to be here. And like, thank you for having me here and all of that. Uh, yeah. It's been awesome to have you, Mars. That's awesome. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think we've all sort of poured our little hearts out this afternoon. Yeah. Did we have any other, I don't know, last words we wanted to say? I, I do want to thank Jay. I cried. For <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, for being super organised and on top of this and doing so much for the show and for us. Jay works so hard on this show and has made it such a great show. Really <laughs> yes. Uh, I want to thank Jay. Abby, yes. uh, who is another one of my amazing partners <laughs> who wrote music for the show and yes. has been on yeah. a couple of times this season and she's amazing. Go Abby. Yes. Got all these lovely people, got a really fun producer and all these other fun people and it's like 
this show is a lot of fun. That that's like yes, yeah, that... it's been really fun <laughs> and really good. Uh, we're all just like we don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Like, everybody's yeah. a bit like without do words. Do you want any final words? Or... <laughs> Jay, just, Jay we, just had the cute little head shake. Yeah, I think we might overcomplimented Jay. <laughs> oh, no, Jay deserves it. Anyway, um, I think we've got like a pretty cool song to end our season off here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess before we throw that song, thank you to all of our listeners as well, all around Australia. Um, thank you for tuning in. For everyone who's tweeted at us, it's always been really cool to see that we have listeners. Um, yeah. yeah, and ultimately that's a huge part of the show. Like, it's really great to be able to create something for other people. Yep. And yeah. like that drives a lot of reason why I create stuff and get involved in stuff, and I'm sure a lot of other people like yeah, you, you people and everyone. Yeah. I'm trying to cry right now, so like, yeah, I came me. close as well. <laughs> if you, and if you want to sort of join our little queer fam, you can do so at Facebook on the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria. Please join us. It's um a lovely little family, and also you can tweet at us. It's at Sin Loud S Y N L O U D. The last time I'll be saying that for a while, which is quite sad. Um, but yeah, who wanted to announce our last song? Oh, I, I will say also. Loud and Queer itself isn't ending. Keep listening for season yes. three. There's going to be a whole new group of hosts. And yes. I'm really looking forward to listening as a listener. Yeah. Yes. It'll be really cool. <laughs> and I am returning next season, but uh, that's for another time. Yeah. <laughs> for next season. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, do, do we want to back, uh, announce this song together or...? I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard one to announce, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right, yes, so, so well, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin <laughs> And this and is... You Don't, you don't think, think You, you like, like People, people like, like Me by Alex Lee. 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 Loud and Queer streaming live on Sin Nation at sin.org.au. You can find more of our episodes on Omni, SoundCloud and iTunes. Our podcast music is by accident. You can find more of her music on Bandcamp. You can find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer community cafeteria and find us on Twitter at Sin Loud. <laughs>